0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. It's Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We are Canada's number one mobile smartphone app radio show. We talk all about the world of uh, mobile technology and the great world of apps. I mean, apps are on everything, John, from cars to TVs to... You get to reboot your car. I... <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? You I love look... saying that. <laughs> I've had to reboot my car. It's... It's not a fun thing. Anyway, uh, we have a great program today. We will uh, be talking about Apple and the rumors that they might be launching a subscription service for their phones. We're used to subscribing to Netflix and iCloud and Apple Music. What about a subscription for a brand new iPhone every year? I okay. think you can get behind that. I like it. Uh, we'll also be talking with the folks over at Fubo TV. This is a, uh, a really cool streaming channel that uh, has a lot of uh, sports that uh, people would be into and uh, even stations like Paramount. You watch Yellowstone on it and CBC. And we'll be talking with the folks over at Plex, one of my favorite uh, media apps out there. And uh, you'll want to stay tuned for that because they're coming out with a new feature that will hopefully combine all your streaming services as far as finding your favorite shows and movies. Uh, John, let's get into some of the uh, the mobile and app news and uh this is uh, interesting. You came across <laughs> a, uh, a website called parkmyspaceship.com. And so why is this important for people to know about? Well, what's your favorite science fiction movie
1: vehicle? Star Wars, Star Trek?
0: Let's say the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars is a reference that I think a lot of people would get.
1: Right. So what parkmyspaceship.com does, you get to choose from any of your favorite shows, and it's a kind of, got a pretty deep list of, of vehicles you can choose from, yeah. and it shows you the the size of these ships, but it does a really interesting way of sort of giving you a visual representation. It actually drops these spaceships to scale onto a Google map.
0: So you could, you could put the Millennium Falcon in your driveway to see if it fits, Well, which it won't.
1: In my case, it would be bigger than most of the building that I live in. Yes. So, um, but there's like 2001 Space Odyssey, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar
0: Galactica, I love that.
1: Firefly, the new Halo TV show, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, anything in Marvel, NASA, ISS, all these. Red Dwarf. Star Trek, you can have the Enterprise in your
0: neighborhood. The Expanse, Thunderbirds. Yeah. So any of the vehicles, the space vehicles. Yeah. Spaceships.
1: Yeah, so then it'll, it'll put a graphic of it. On Google Maps, and you can move the map around, so you can see what how big it is compared to like, you know, downtown Vancouver versus your neighborhood or your, just your house. And some of these ships are massive. Like I've got a star destroyer over my, sort of my neighborhood.
0: Yeah. From oh, star Wars. I, I'm looking at it right now. It's yeah. it's taking up most of the city.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a good chunk of Park Quillum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. these things aren't real. Okay, uh, moving on. Apple. I use Apple Maps all the time. I like it. I know you're a Google Map guy, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Well, I've just been burned a couple times by Apple Maps. I've been
0: burned by both. Everybody has, I yeah. think. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, but Apple, they're bringing more detailed city maps to Canada. So if you are in Montreal, Toronto, or Vancouver, sorry, Calgary and Edmonton right now, and Winnipeg, uh, they are upping their game as far as the 3D building. So when you see where you're going, getting directions on Apple Maps uh, in selected cities you'll get like three representations of a lot of the more popular buildings, like the stadiums and things like that.
1: Well, I, I will have to give Apple credit because they have incredibly detailed maps already. And mm-hmm. now they're adding, like in Stanley Park, they're adding more trees.
0: Yeah, like yeah. actual trees.
1: Like trees to the map yeah. that are representative of what's actually there.
0: Of the actual trees.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a Home Depot near my house. Yeah. And they have these really weirdly angled loading bays in the back that i drive past google map or apple maps has them very detailed and even shows the loading bays above the building yeah or on the building yeah which you know that's a level of detail that you're not going to get just by driving those little cars around with the sensors on the, on the roof like someone's gone in there and like
0: actually done it yeah so yeah but it's cool right so in stanley park they've got the totem poles there yeah and so depending on the time of day as well, they'll give you a day and a night version. Same with BC Place, um, Toronto City Hall, Skydome. It's incredible. So
1: it's really going to help you find those landmarks, especially if you're in a, in, a, in a new city. This is something they've been rolling out in the States for a while, but it's just nice to see Canada get some love.
0: Yeah. Uh, the CRTC has approved the Rogers-Shaw merger. Not everybody's happy about it. No, a lot of consumer groups are not. Um, One of my friends, uh, Tony uh, uh, Lacavera, Anthony Lacavera, who um, owns Global Live, uh, he was one of the guys that brought uh, Win Mobile to Canada, which is now Freedom Mobile, which is now owned by Shaw. He's trying to buy it back. I forget how many billions of dollars he's offered. I think it was, I'll look that up, 4 billion or more.
1: Between three and four, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, consumer groups not happy. Not happy.
1: Well, because we don't know what it all is going to mean yet. That's yeah. The, that's but, the scary
0: thing. So, I mean, this still has to go through the competition board, right? Right. So, yeah. So yeah. I think there's going to be changes. I I would guess there's going to be changes. Like, do you think they're going to let them have Freedom Mobile? Let Rogers have it?
1: They're going to have to break up a good chunk of all of it. And so I really wonder what is what is Rogers actually getting out of this deal at the end of the day? I don't know.
0: It's... Well, they get the cable customers, right?
1: Yeah. And then, but they also get maybe a deeper penetration across the country in place of Shaw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think Rogers is a good company. There's no question. Um, They offer good value for, you know, their different products and services. It's just the competition thing for me. Like I really liked having Shaw and the Shaw mobile. Yeah. uh, Because the plans were so great. Yeah. Like I had my plan, my parents on a $0 plan.
1: What well, you can't argue with free.
0: No. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was $10 uh, for one gig right. of data for three months, which was more than enough for my parents. Right. So, I mean, it it especially for seniors, it helps save a lot of money. There's no question. Uh, I know TELUS has that new program for um, seniors that are on uh, the Guaranteed Income Supplement Plan. Right. They can get discounted services from them. But anyway, it, it's always good when there are, lower cost options. And I think the more competition we have, the better, but anyway, CRTC is happy. I mean, uh, they're making Rogers um, put in 20, I think it's two hundred twenty-seven million 27 million into the Canadian media fund. Um, you know, that's not a lot, right? When, when you're considering this is a, you know, purchase in the billions. Yeah. I would have pushed for more. <laughs> don't, don't you think?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, how much can they take though?
0: 27 million is like couch change.
1: Absolutely, for this deal.
0: I think so. You're listening to the app show. We're going through some of the uh, the tech news. This was interesting, John. Samsung is ditching the Z or the Z branding from its Flip 3 and Fold 3 in some regions. So they've got their flip phones yes, and their folding phones, and they had them branded as like the Z Flip or the Z Flip, depending if you're in Canada or US. Right. And obviously, with everything going on with Russia and the Ukraine now, and and the letter Z or Z has become kind of a, a symbol for Russia.
1: Yes. So you see those spray painted Z's or Z's, depending on how you pronounce them
0: all over the tanks. <laughs> it's and kind the, of reminding me of, remember that uh, science fiction show V, you know, yeah. where the aliens come in and there was spray painting V. Yeah. That's crazy. But anyway, so isn't that funny? Like how like an event can just dramatically, dramatically alter your company's product.
1: Well, it's interesting though, because I'll be honest. I rarely said the Z. I just said, well, that's the Flip 3. Yeah. Like, it's just an extra word or letter in there
0: that just sort of made it cumbersome to say. Well, it was the Galaxy Z, Z Flip yeah. 3. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of it was a mouthful. verbiage happening there. Okay, we are going to take a break now. We have a lot to talk about in today's program. Uh, later on, we'll be talking about your phone as subscription instead of buying it outright, pay monthly. I mean, we've been doing that, kind of. I guess Apple potentially is rumored that uh, they're going to come up with a subscription bundle to get a new iPhone every year. We'll be talking with the people at uh, Fubo TV back after this. You're back with the program. Mike and John here. Let's talk about some old laptops. Uh, I probably have actually three or four sitting in a closet somewhere. But uh, their days have gone by, you know, if you try to run anything on them, and typically they're Windows laptops, they just don't have the, the juice anymore to, to make anything happen. Uh, how many laptops you got kicking around, John? At
1: least two, maybe three, maybe even more, actually. I think I recycled a few of them, but yeah, they all have uh, well, various vintages on them.
0: Well, we're going to talk today about uh, breathing some new life into laptops. I think in the past we've talked about uh, uh, installing Linux or or versions of Linux on laptops, uh, which works quite uh, well. Uh, John, uh, today we're going to look at turning them into Chromebooks.
1: Yeah, this is a really cool new um, project from, from Google that allows you to run basically the same software that you would get on a Chromebook on a lot of different hardware. And they have a pretty deep list of ones that they've tested with, and there's a lot that they haven't tested that it'll still work on. So this is a really cool way to uh, you know, upcycle that old laptop or make it to, uh, to a usable state for someone that doesn't want to have to mess around with software updates and that kind of stuff. And there's a really cool feature about this. You can actually try it before you commit to it as well, because um, you just put it on a thumb drive. And you boot up that, that old computer, and you can then sort of see what this would be like if it's better than whatever is on that laptop, or if that laptop is sort of gone to the old pasture in the back of the farm uh, and it just needs too much work or cleanup or hard drive purging, whatever. This little tool will actually give you the ability to bypass all that garbage that's on that computer and boot it up off of a thumb drive see if it's going to work. And if you want to, and assuming that your device meets sort of all the requirements, you can actually just press a button and then basically it will overwrite what's on that laptop, wiping everything clean and just putting the Chromebook software on there every time.
0: We're talking about an operating system from Google, uh, Chrome OS Flex that uh, can breathe new life into laptops. uh, laptops. It's not just Windows laptops. You can do this on Mac Mac laptops as well can't you
1: yeah it, pretty much any any device that you can um install an operating system onto you can do this too and it doesn't seem to have any kind of limitations it goes back pretty far on the mac side so you know i know a lot of people have like you and i mentioned these devices sitting in a closet or maybe in an unused bedroom or something like that and this would be a good way to sort of bring it back to life fix it up for your kids or fix it up and give it on to somebody else that could use a laptop
0: I think there are some basic requirements. It has to, uh, I, I mean, you can go to their website and, and see if uh, your system will will run it, uh, but uh, it looks like it has to have like a, a minimum of like four gigs of RAM, uh, that, that type of thing, John.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- they do have a pretty good um, sort of little uh, I guess a wizard to sort of walk you through what you currently have and it'll tell you sort of the status and if it's, if it's up to snuff, but a a lot of people have been trying it just to sort of see if it'll even work. And the nice thing is, like I said, you, you don't have to commit to anything until you're sure that it's going to work by using it on a thumb drive and to installing it really couldn't be easier. You just go to Chrome on, on, any computer. It doesn't have to be the computer you're going to upgrade. It can be on your existing sort of working computer. And you basically install an, an extension for Chrome OS Flex, and it will then give you the ability to uh, create a recovery thumb drive. And so it'll prompt you, you put in a um, at least a 16 gig... A USB drive into your computer, and it'll do all the work it needs to do to sort of uh, put itself on that, and then that becomes your 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 boot disk for that particular uh, for any any computer. You can use the same uh, boot uh, USB drive on multiple computers if you have a bunch of them and you want to upgrade and make them serviceable again.
0: I guess the important thing here is that it kind of recognizes everything that's on that that laptop, like all the USB ports, uh, you know, the Wi-Fi. Uh, so it can still connect to the Internet and, and basically function as a computer? Yeah. The,
1: the only thing that you need to be aware of is uh, if you haven't used a Chromebook before, a Chromebook doesn't give you all the abilities to install software that you would typically have with a, a Windows or a Mac uh desktop or laptop I should mention this is this works on desktops or laptops it's not just laptops um so like for example if we're coming up to tax time if you have some tax software you'd like to install that's not cloud-based you're not gonna be able to do that on a Chromebook for the most part as far as I understand so just keep that in mind this is really for people that want to basically have a computer that you just turn on you have basically Chrome as your browser and you do everything from the browser so you're checking your emails you're Going to Facebook, your social media sites, whatever you're going to do, whatever you can do in a normal browser is what you can do in a Chromebook. There's some limited things you can install from the Chrome uh, Chromebook store, but it's it's not as deep as you would get from your typical operating system. So you're going to give up a little bit of that, and you know, depending on how old this machine is, it should be you know, in in some cases, it might be even be faster than that old sluggish Windows installation you have on that machine, but Again, depending on what you're doing, what browser, uh, what uh, pages you're going to in the browser, or what types of things like if you're watching movies and things like that, and the underlying hardware that it's installed on, your mileage may vary depending on uh, what you're doing with that particular thing. But you know, for a lot of people, this might you know turn that old doorstop into something that's actually usable again. And and I think in a lot of ways, this might be more useful to some people than giving your kid an iPad because you can do a little bit more with it?
0: Well, that's the thing, John. Uh, You can do pretty well. Like you were saying, most things through a web browser now. If I wanted to run Microsoft Office, for example, I could have Office 365, and I could run Word, Outlook, everything through a web browser. Slack, uh, pretty well. Most of the tools that you use in business are cloud-based now, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you still have access to uh, certain things like the the USB ports, so you can you can backup stuff and take it off that that computer if you don't want to just leave it in the cloud. And in some cases, depending on on that device, you might also be able to use things like webcams and and microphones and other things like that, and do web-based Zoom and that type of thing.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting. Because I, I think eighty percent of the things we do would would really come down to like some some basic word processing, email, and, and web browsing at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not a super taxing thing. You're not going to be editing video with this system, and you probably wouldn't be anyways. if This is an older computer, but anything you can do in, on the web, you can play games in a browser. You can uh, you know chat with your friends. You can um, do all the Productivity tasks that you mentioned, and and so much more. It's, it, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a free thing that will basically give you another computer back.
0: We're talking all about, about uh, Google's uh, new Google uh, OS Flex. Uh, it's an operating system, I guess, really made for older laptops. And uh, John, you're actually trying it out.
1: Yeah, I'll have a report probably by next week about how my experience was.
0: If you want to check it out, uh, just Google uh, Google OS Flex. Uh, it'll come up uh, right up there first in the, uh, the results. But uh, again, uh, if you've got some uh, older uh, computers or laptops kicking around, a great way to really uh, take advantage of uh, breathing some new life into them. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with the program. Mike and John here for the App Show. Let's talk about Apple. We talk a lot about Apple, <laughs> one of the big players out there.
1: We, t- we try to balance them. Yes,
0: up. of course. Uh, there's rumors now, according to a Bloomberg article, that they might be launching iPhones as a subscription service this year, down in the U.S. Starting in the U.S. Starting in the U.S. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are getting used to subscriptions now. can't believe I am, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, especially with software, right? Remember, like, Microsoft Office. Or Adobe Photoshop. It's expensive, but you paid for it and it would last, you know, maybe three or four hundred dollars, maybe more, and but it would last for years.
1: Yeah. And some people are still hanging on to those uh, offline versions yeah. of those apps.
0: But now software, uh, they the software as a service as it's called, or cloud software, they're making a fortune because they just charge you monthly forever.
1: Well, you know, there is some benefits to doing this because basically you always get the latest version. Yeah. You get all the new features. You get all that it's kind of true. stuff. It's true. It's um, true. But, you know, depending on the tool, it can be it can be expensive. And like streaming services, it can add up.
0: It truly can. So Apple, they've got a number of different subscription services now. They've got Apple Music. They've got Apple News, Apple Arcade, iCloud, Apple Fitness Plus.
1: Apple One, which gives you all those things.
0: And I've got that. Me too. But I've got the family plan. And, it, you know, it's 30 bucks a month, roughly. I find it good value, John, because yep. I love Apple News because they've got like Globe and Mail, the Toronto Star and all these magazines like and then Apple Arcade and I get increased storage for my cloud, for my photos. Yep. It's not bad. No, it, I just think of all the money I'm giving Apple now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like they're doing OK. So the rumor is that they're going to make iPhones available as a subscription. Uh, you know, it's, but we're used to paying a monthly fee already, right? Well, y- for some,
1: yeah, it's, it's the rumor doesn't really state exactly how this is going to work. But one of the things that Apple did this past iPhone upgrade cycle was they offered you the ability to pay in installments that were interest free. So you can get 12 equal payment options to really make it more affordable. Mm-hmm. But, Years ago in the US, they actually had something called the iPhone Upgrade Program, where you basically pay a monthly fee, you get the latest phone with AppleCare, and you're basically renting the phone.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But that fee, if I recall, because I have some American friends that did it, I think it was really, really affordable. Like It was a lot less than what your 12 monthly payments would be for the phone. Because keep in mind, if you get like a top tier iPhone, that could be sixteen, eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So you're paying that plus tax. So let's just round up and make it easy. Make it two grand for the top of the line iPhone Pro thirteen max. Yeah. Divided by twelve.
0: that's a lot. But even if it was like twelve hundred dollars, yeah. Um you would have to charge fifty bucks a month. You know, fifty times twelve is six hundred. So in two years, like Apple would want to, I think they'd probably want to amortize it over two years. No, I, I think it, I
1: think what it is because they get the device back. Yeah. You upgrade to the newest device. They sell off the old device. Yeah. And a lot of these devices, if they've been taken care of, they retain their value pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um,
0: but I mean, if they bundle it in with some of their other services, like why would you need Apple Care if you're giving it back every year? You wouldn't.
1: Well, you, you need to give it back in good shape. So yeah, but if you drop it or break the screen or
0: something, well, then that's your problem, right? I guess.
1: Yeah, but fixing the screen can be like five or six hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, so I, I just wonder, like, can they make an attractive price? Like to me, a subscription service is just a monthly plan from your carrier, right?
1: Y- yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it would have to be something attractive if they bundled their other stuff into it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you could get a discount because I'm paying 30 bucks a month for all the Apple stuff. Yeah. And if they could make it attractive, what, what if the, they made
1: it 25 bucks instead of your $50 example and you just got a phone with Apple Care.
0: Yeah. That's pretty compelling. Could be. It just it all comes down to the monthly price, John.
1: Yeah. And we don't always win when it comes to pricing in Canada versus American. Yeah. Because of the exchange rates and import rules and laws and all that kind of stuff. Plus, I also wonder how the carriers feel about this because this is going to encroach on their ability to um, subsidize these phones. Yeah. I mean, they already probably got some flack from the carriers for making interest-free payment plan options. Yes. Because I think some of them had to match that or get really close to it. Yeah. So
0: it's... Yeah, Yeah, it'll be interesting. And can any of the other... Guys like a Samsung do the same thing. see, I, I'm thinking they have to bundle some of their services in to make it appealing, attractive, because then it would be harder for others like Samsung because they don't have the full ecosystem, right? They might have to do deals with Spotify or true, yeah yeah, yeah but or, I mean, or Google
1: or any of the competitors that Apple has though, yeah, right? like they could bundle Netflix instead of uh,
0: but, TV. So, but yeah, but it would be tough for John, because Netflix isn't going to give Samsung a, much of a deal, right? probably not. No. Yeah. Maybe some third tier music subscription service, right? Mike's music. Or, and not to put Deezer down for example, but yeah, it's not like a Spotify or an Apple Music or Google, right? Music.
1: Yeah. Well, again, it just really depends on what you're interested in. I hope that they offer just the hardware on all platforms, make it all make any phone accessible to anybody. Yeah. If it's compelling. I kind of don't want to have to buy into a service that includes all these other things if I just want the hardware at a deal or a a more bite-sizable payment plan.
0: If they get the price right, they bundle some stuff into it, they could could corner the market, I think.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if people are going to be switching teams just because of that, though. You don't think? No. Because Android already has uh, an interesting place because they're generally the ones that garner the the free with your service kind of deals, right? Yeah. You, can, you don't get a flagship Android phone. You might get a, a second or third tier or maybe a year old model for free with your plan. Yes. So Apple's not doing that with any of their phones. No. I mean, they're getting close with the SE and other things like yeah. that.
0: But, but I wonder how it'll affect the carriers. Like if they do this here, the carriers kind of get Cut out a little bit again. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They're not making any money on the on the hardware. No. Or very little. Yeah. Very, very little margin on that.
0: So then they become a dumb pipe, essentially. They're yeah. not adding any value.
1: But all the carriers, they all have their own entertainment properties and services now too. Yeah. Even in Canada.
0: Yeah. Bell's probably the best at that. Yeah. With Crave and with everything. Crave and, and some of the other things they're doing. Yeah. You are listening to The App Show. Mike and John here. When we come back, more Tech to Talks. Stay tuned. We're back with the program. Mike and John here. Well, there's no question about choice now when it comes to content as far as streaming. Uh, I know a lot of us are familiar with, like, the Netflixes of the world, Uh, obviously Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus. But uh, there are many others out there. And uh, one that we're going to talk about today is called Fubo. And uh, on the line, we've got uh, Vanessa Morby. She's... uh, one of the folks over at uh, Fubo. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So tell us what uh, Fubo is. It's available in Canada and uh, you've got some uh, interesting uh, shows and and content on, uh, on your streaming service.
2: Yeah, we do. Yeah, thank you for uh, for having me on to uh, to talk about Fubo TV. So Fubo TV is a sports first streaming service, and we also have uh, entertainment as a complement to the sports. So a really unique combination of content, and we really think that this is going to be something that Canadians embrace across the country.
0: I guess the big thing would be football or, or soccer, as we say here. You've got uh, the English uh, Premier League uh, available on on your channel.
2: Yes, correct. So we have a number of exclusive rights in Canada, which is really exciting. Most most focused in the soccer space, so we have exclusive rights for the English Premier League, but also to the major Italian leagues, Serie A and Coppa Italia. And also, as I mentioned, we have a suite of entertainment networks as well. We recently announced our partnership with CBC, and we also carry the Paramount Network as well in Canada.
0: And so that's interesting. Um, We'll get back to soccer in a moment. Uh, The Paramount Network. So what kind of content is available on there? Is that the Paramount Plus or is this a different Paramount?
2: So it is. So it is the originals from Paramount. So we have Yellowstone and the typical content that you would find there, as well as some of their other lifestyle programming uh, and reality series that they have on Paramount Plus. What about
0: 1883?
2: Uh, so that is currently exclusive to Paramount Plus in okay. the U.S. right now, but will get on the linear network very soon.
0: Very cool. And uh, what kind of price are we looking for Fubo TV here in Canada?
2: Currently, there are monthly plans for for twenty dollars. Our quarterly plan is forty five, and annual one hundred and fifty. Uh,
0: so, as far as the uh, the uh, the soccer is concerned, uh, is that uh, not available anywhere else uh, on streaming?
2: That's correct. So we have exclusive rights in Canada. So for the English Premier League, A or Copa Italia, those can only be watched exclusively on Fubo TV.
0: And is that uh, uh, kind of a, a live situation as the game is happening live? Can people then watch the game afterwards as well, like a video on demand?
2: Correct. So it is streamed live. However, users can record and view back uh, any of the games on the platform as well.
0: And how long has Fubo TV been, uh, been around?
2: Fubo TV was founded in 2015 in the United States and has been actually available in Canada for a number of years now. However, we have really started to heavily invest in Canada starting about August of last year with the acquisition of some of these exclusive rights. So the Canadian market is still relatively new for Fubo, but we're really excited. We have some really prime content to offer and we think that Canadians are just going to love it. Do
0: you know where the name comes from? It's kind of a, a unique name, Fubo.
2: Sure. So the genesis is around soccer. Uh, So, you know, FUVO for football TV. So it is really, uh, you know, where the, the company started here in the U.S. And so we're following a very similar trajectory in the Canadian market. So we found it was the winning formula here and we think that it will it'll be just as successful north of the border.
0: Is it challenging now, though, to get into the streaming space? I mean, there's some pretty big competitors uh, out out there. You're dealing with, uh, you know, a lot of the major studios. They're launching their own uh, streaming channels. Netflix, no question, you know, the, the big gorilla out there right now.
2: Certainly. There are a lot of peers in the marketplace, but our number one focus is our product and what we're offering to those interested in the type of content that we have. So soccer fans, in particular, in Canada.
1: I think the pricing model is interesting too, because you can save a fair amount of money if you prepay for a quarterly or annual plan. Uh, that's fairly unique to screen, streaming services.
2: Uh, yes, correct. So uh, we we like to offer our loyal customers uh, you know, a good value-based price point. And so those of us who want to be with us for a year or on a quarterly basis, we want to make sure that we're recognizing uh, their loyalty and affinity to the service.
1: And, and I'm just looking at the pricing plans. There's an interesting feature, this cloud DVR functionality, where you can actually record, like you mentioned earlier, but you yeah. can actually store all these shows, I guess it's in an app that you can then call up at any time, and as long as you have available storage?
2: That is absolutely correct. And so you can do that across devices, and it's a great value add for our consumers.
0: So when people sign up for it, like how many devices uh, can be streaming at the same time? Like if, you know if I've got a family, for example.
2: Yeah. So we have, uh, we, yeah, we have uh, our, so on our monthly plan uh, we have uh, a number of, different. so I think, I believe that is two streaming devices and then we can, we, that increases as you get into uh, subsequent plans. But we certainly have multiple streams that you can have on, on your, on your plan for Fubo.
0: Um, do you have, uh, I, I don't know if this is happening yet for uh, the soccer stuff. Do you have like multi-screen viewing as well on there, like different angles in the stadium?
2: Sure. So we we don't have anything to announce at this time, uh, but we're certainly looking to add as much as we can to the viewing experience as possible.
0: Very cool. We're talking uh, with Vanessa Morby. She is uh, one of the folks over at Fubo TV. They're uh, growing here uh, in Canada. You can get uh, channels like CBC, uh, Paramount, uh, watch Yellowstone, which is one of my favorite shows. You right? even have a hat i have a hat, i do one my friend
2: one of the hottest shows right now
0: it is pretty good kevin costner he's it i like him stuff. i like him uh but also one of the uh, exclusive providers uh for uh soccer as well for some of the big leagues out there like the english uh premier league uh, as well where can people find out more information vanessa
2: Sure. So I would say visit, visit the website. It's uh, FUBO.tv. So please visit the website. Uh, you'll find all of the details around our content and our plans uh, and, you know, would love for, you know, your, your users to, or your listeners to, to sign up and, and try the product. We, we certainly have a lot for the soccer fan. And again, that complimentary entertainment experience as well.
0: Thanks for coming on the program.
2: Great. Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: When we come back from the break, more tech to talk, stay tuned. You're back with The App Show. Mike and John here. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected. It's on Saturdays across the country. And of course, available on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. There's links up there to both of our podcasts because of course we podcast both the radio shows, The App Show and Get Connected. So subscribe. And we got lots of great videos up there as well, John. Yeah, and
1: you can even see mostly Mike, sometimes me on global television as well.
0: Yeah, we uh, we do that uh, weekly on Global BC kind of showing the latest tech news, especially early in the morning, Monday Monday mornings. <laughs>
1: Bedhead Mike.
0: Oh my God. I remember so I used to have to go down in the studio here in Vancouver, yep. which is like in Burnaby. And I live out in White Rock. There's just no good way no. to get there. But anyway. Not during rush hour. No. But anyway, so now I've been doing it at home because of COVID. And it's just tough, John, sometimes because you know, if I don't set the alarm properly, I remember one morning, like I'm supposed to be on live Global news at eight eight forty in the morning, yep. and I'm ra- I'm ratting myself out here. Hopefully the global people aren't listening. Um, my, my my phone starts going off. The Skype my Skype starts going off, and my phone. I'm in bed still, <laughs> and it's global to do my segment. Yep. and I'm like, oh my god, it's a live segment. And typically, once they call me, I'm on in like three minutes. Yep. I grab a shirt, like a collared shirt. And I run downstairs to my kitchen computer where I always do it. And thankfully, I had my my tech stuff set up already. Um, and <laughs> I did the segment, but looking back, my I look like a a crazy man. Like that, been sleeping in the park for months.
1: It didn't look that bad, but no, John, compared come- compared to normal, yeah, yeah, you 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 hadn't really brushed your hair and <laughs> you hadn't shaved or showered. So <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's so funny because when I have to do those, yeah, when you're somewhere else, yeah, I get up at like six a.m. and I'm like cleaning my house. I'm planning oh, sitting all the a, But that's why
0: I love you because you're so prepared that way. Like I'm always kind of the last minute.
1: Yeah, I know. I'll,
0: I'll wake up typically about half an hour before.
1: You show up to record the radio show like a minute before we're going into air.
0: I know. I know that stresses you out. It does. Okay. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together, especially John, my co-host and producer, Robin, uh, of course, Nigel and the rest of the folks. We'll see you again next time.